Welcome to the Social World Podcast. I'm Dave Niven and this is a special edition that we're going to have a look at uh, the image of social work in the media. Now, we commissioned a survey and we had a phenomenal response. 356 um, people in the business responded to us. 90-95% were social workers or were lecturers in social work or managers in social work or newly qualified social workers. But the response was just phenomenal. Now, we asked how happy really social workers are with the image of the profession portrayed by the media and how it impacts on their work. Uh, we commissioned this survey aimed at those in and close to social work to see if the perceptions were right and what measures might be needed to improve things. Now, we, you can have a look at the full survey on the website, which is uh, www.socialworldpodcast.com. And on the toolbar at the top, just click the media survey data. Now, I asked 10 questions on topics that included the image, the voice of frontline workers, and answers were given on a scale from strongly agree to strongly disagree, a Likert scale. And each question got between about 40 and 70 voluntary comments. And this is just unprecedented. These were not solicited. These were just given, which was just unbelievable. It just shows you the depth of feeling that's in there. 90% of the respondents, as I said, or 90-95% were in social work, either as frontline workers, managers, students, academics, independent case workers, or a few were actually retired workers. Now, the first question that we asked was, was the image of, the image of social work in the media is satisfactory? Well... 90% of the respondents strongly disagreed or disagreed. Comments included, News reports are frequently highly sensational, simplistic, often inaccurate, and rarely look at the wider structural issues of societal breakdown. Other comments included, The positives are never reported. Then we, we just looked at different issues to do with... Um, how the perception, the set, well, the second question was that news reports are frequently highly sensational. Right. So then we asked, employers should be more open with the media about the work that social workers do. Comments included, issues pertaining to confidentiality, information sharing and data protection are used too regularly as an excuse to avoid media engagement. Another comment, we need to hear more about good practice and positive outcomes. Now, 90% of those that responded agreed or strongly agreed with that question that employers should be much more open. Then we asked another question. We need to hear more about good practice, right? So we asked the question, frontline social workers should be seen and heard more in the media. Now, a comment back from that was that frontline workers should be heard to, to aid a better understanding in the communities. Then we asked this question. Only senior managers should be seen and heard in the media. And the response to that was quite strong. Overwhelmingly, people felt that that was not the case. That shouldn't be the case. We should be hearing the full range of staff, especially those in the front line. Then we asked the question, does the negative media coverage of social work make your work more difficult? 
again overwhelmingly yes it does we had comments back like the consequences for morale are self-evident it's demoralizing and leaves a strong sense of anger which i find difficult to live with was one comment why another was why don't we discuss our processes and involve the public and this is where i think we should begin to start looking at training for social workers and that will come to in a minute but it began to just become self-evident that this was a common thread. We need to share the vast collection of positive social work stories with the public to improve understanding and balance. That's what I feel. I, I think people are more intelligent than some of the media think. I mean, I've personally lectured to postgraduate journalists just prior to qualification, introducing them to the world of social work and trying to demystifying our sector a little bit when they come to write about it. Now, I've got no problem suggesting the reverse of this. I've got no problem suggesting that we invite journalists and people from that, the media to actually come and talk a bit to social workers about the sort of things that they're looking for. I mean, in all honesty, after 20, 25 years of actually dealing with the media myself, I know that there's lots of good journalists out there. It's a two-way street. Journalists are on a learning curve to the main themselves. There was times, no, I mean, look, think about it. 15, 20 years ago, there was times that I was asked ridiculous things like, uh, could I produce a child who had been sexually abused to talk to the evening news? I mean, you would just, you wouldn't get any time on that these days. People would just totally dismiss that as being ridiculous and invasive and inappropriate and totally wrong now. But life needed education. There's many good journalists out there who'd be willing to give an honest account if they felt they were being included. And there are many good social workers who are mature and aware enough, and I think, I think, to share our world with the media without being shackled by employers. They can offer local success stories. Now, others at a much higher pay grade need, can talk about crisis if there's a problem or if there's a, 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 an issue in, uh, like a child being hurt or something like that. But frontline social workers seen by the public, talking about all the good work that they do, the success stories, I think just would be a brilliant um, opportunity to help balance things a bit. Soften the boundaries a bit, I say. Encourage more trust. Earn a bit more respect between the two bodies, journalism and social work. It just makes more sense and for every scare story out there, for every negative story out there that isn't in any way balanced by other stories and perceptions of what social workers really do, for every one of them, it makes it just that little bit more difficult on the doorstep the next morning for a social worker going on a new case to earn the trust of the family that they're uh, asking to become involved with. And that, after all, is the essence of social work, is gaining the trust of those you work with, gaining the trust of the service users. Now, we should be offering training to help this. We should be offering training to expose uh, the good stuff within social work far more. I know that the media demands sensationalism. I know that the media demand, demands drama. But at the same time, there are so many media outlets, both written and broadcast and social media, whatever, these days, that there is a voracious appetite out there for stories, full stop. 
and there's no reason on earth why the work that social workers do, the conflict resolution that they practice, can't be showcased, can't be highlighted, can't be discussed. And it would just improve the public perception so much and stop some of the stigmatic um, perceptions that exist. Some other questions that we asked were, for example, that television and radio programme makers should make more factual programmes about social work. Because we all know that the vast majority of the public get their information and, in the main, form many of their opinions from what they see in some form of media or another. Another question then was a more positive image of social work would help build greater community trust in social workers. Well, I've dealt with that and I really believe that strongly. And then we were asked if people were confident that their employer's contact with the media is improving the image of social work in their own community. And the interesting thing about that was that the majority felt it wasn't and the majority felt that there was still work to be done. So looking at some of the broader points explored by the survey, we looked at the repercussions for social workers in the profession of negative and of positive coverage of social work in the media. Obviously, as I said, we looked at who should be responsible for speaking to the media about social work, who should be responsible for promoting the profession. And then how could issues of social media coverage be addressed? We've really got to take that on board strongly, I think. Overwhelmingly, there were five messages I felt that came out of this survey. But obviously, read it for yourself. Have a look at that. The full survey, as I said, is published on the website, socialworldpodcast.com. The first, it would be good for the profession. Secondly, it would be good for service users. Thirdly, it would help educate the public about the work that we do. Fourthly, it would balance the image of social work. And fifthly, it would be easily achievable without compromising confidentiality. Because, I mean, I know I've said this many times before, but I really strongly believe that many, many employers, often with very good intentions, confuse confidentiality with secrecy. And there's so much that we could talk about. There's so many um, bits of work cases, examples, human interest stories, whatever, that needn't uh, compromise any confidences whatsoever, but still could be out there as examples of good practice. Now, many other professions are seen to speak to all forms of media and help promote the understanding of their work. And too often all we see and hear about social work is negative. So Employers can surely benefit from frontline staff. It doesn't have to be all frontline staff. It could only be the ones that want to and had some training. And the, those that share success stories can broaden understanding in the community. There is, of course, the regular and fairly kind of common, unfortunately, case where something happens that has to be explained and looks like something has gone wrong. So we're looking at um, injuries and deaths to vulnerable people, young people, adults, whatever. And my clear view of this is that only senior staff should talk to the media about that. But I also think that they require training. As much to be able to give maximum amount 
to the media without breaching confidentiality so that people can have a better understanding of the background before they write the story. But also, it does help to look at things like reputation management and to look at crisis management, because every other profession in the world has this. Every other business, commerce, industry, all have these um, in issues where they put their staff through training that can actually allow them to know how much they can share. The net result of all of this is that it's pushed me to a situation that I think was almost inevitable. And I think that we should be offering media training to social workers up and down the country. Now, this should be in both the statutory sector, the voluntary sector, should be in charities, wherever social workers are employed um, that can actually benefit from a positive engagement with the media and some extra training. So the good news is that I've gone into a partnership arrangement with Compass and it's going to be supported by the British Association of Social Workers in offering media training to social workers. Now, what we can do to help with the media. We can offer training to groups within single organisations or we can coach groups of independent practitioners, which is actually one of the biggest growth areas in the country at the moment to grow, help develop their business, and also to get their messages out there to the public that they're serving. Like I said, most of the population get their information from one form of a media or another, and it's the principal window on the world for most people. So if they want to use it as a vehicle for their message or you're asked to comment or appear to explain your work, then it makes sense to be as informed and as comfortable as possible in the medium. So, written media, broadcast media, our courses will look at ways to help you plan and implement your own strategy, will help you look at how to prepare and distribute the most effective press releases possible, if necessary, will help school you as an individual or your staff in the best techniques to adopt as an interviewee, will work with you in preparing a strategy that will be most helpful in managing adverse situations, if necessary, but as I said, mainly we want to be talking to emphasise the positives. We'll cover the importance of building up relationships with local and, if necessary, national media outlets and journalists. And if necessary, we can prepare the organisation for hosting press conferences. But much of the above we can talk and have simulated exercise. We've got, I've got a good camera team. We've got a good radio team. I've got a very good colleague in Kieran File, Dr. Keelan File, who's a, a media linguist. We've, if you want to look back over our blogs and podcasts, I've actually featured him before, and he's a very welcome ad addition to the team. We'll help challenge and clarify assumptions. We'll help streamline the organization's media response, and we'll give them strategies that can, have the most, uh, can give them the most efficient preparation and the most effective outcomes. So, in short, we'll build on strengths as well as assessing and supporting presentational skills. Because, yes, it's important how you sound, what you look like. So, whether you're a spokesperson for social work in your community, or you're a local authority, a voluntary organisation, a charity, or an independent consultant, we'll strive to make your message clear, authentic, and believable. I think we'd be best to offer three levels of training. 
basic training we would look at things like confidence building, how to prepare for an interview, how to judge what journalists are interested in and how to work with locally based journalists, how to understand the best way to approach the interview and what tactics to employ, just how to go about it and prepare properly for it. We'll offer some work on both radio interviews and written interviews with a lot of practice opportunities, a lot of dry runs and just getting it right. I think advice as well we'll offer about how to cultivate networks that suit your needs or the needs of the organisation that you're representing. Importantly, we'll make sure that the key messages that you want to get out are heard and of course, will help you avoid making mistakes. That's the basic training. The intermediate training, I think, would take it just a notch up and would probably incorporate all the basic training plus properly learning the way to prepare and deliver a professional, structured television interview. We'll look at the optimum way to harness social media to promote your work and how to link it to other media exposure. We'll look at how to stay focused, not be provoked, and how to remain calm at the same time as getting your point across. And we can look at how to distribute and how to prepare the most effective press releases possible to interest the media and alert the media to either an event or a particular situation that's occurred. And yes, we will offer advanced training for senior managers. And I've done some of this myself already. Um, this is really for organisations, and we'll look at concentrating on crisis and reputation management. We can, we can provide a comprehensive media plan, an A to Z, if you like, of media engagement for the organisation. We can prepare staff for challenging situations. We can coach them on how to manage the media and their response to critical events without breaching confidentiality, as I said, while being as open and as honest and as informative as possible. Just remember that all the way through that. One of our absolute basics here is we will always encourage people. I mean, I'm sure they would anyway, of course, but we will always remind people to tell the truth because journalists will find things out if people either obfuscate or try and hide or cloak or anything like that. And that is the key to all of this, is telling the truth, be as open as possible, up right up to the point where you, wouldn't be, uh, where you would be breaching confidentiality if you said any more. But give as much as possible without breaching confidentiality. We can also... Um, teach people how to properly run and choreograph, if you like, press conferences. And this needn't always be in groups. Individual coaching is always available, and we've done some of that as well, just preparing individuals and any of the, if you like, the menu that I've, I've just described above. Now, like I said... I've gone into a partnership arrangement with this because I think it's bigger than just ourselves. And Compass, who are the organisation that run the events, the big social work job fairs, they're also, they do publications, they do training, they are the resourcing of social work, if you like, and the social care profession, and they're the ones 
that have got an extremely valuable and mature network up and down the United Kingdom. And they're going to actually help promote this initiative with employers. And you can get in touch with them at uh, their website, www.compassjobsfair.com. And as I said too, we're in serious talks with the British Association of Social Workers and they are at the moment uh, very happy to support the initiative because I think in their view, quite rightly, the image of social work is terribly important apart from the fact that this would be a brilliant addition to the service that the British Association of Social Workers offers its members. So, there we are, a particularly unique podcast, but I really wanted to share this with you. Go and have a look again, if you like, at our uh, website, um, socialworldpodcast.com, the the toolbar where it says social media survey. It's just a phenomenal outpouring of response that we got from the profession when we put this survey out there. And also... um, I've written about this in uh, The Guardian on the Social Care Network and uh, they've also now kindly given me my own contributors page on the Social Care Network. So if you typed in David Niven, it would take you to it and let you see some of the, some of the thoughts, the writing and the comments that have come back about this. It's such an important thing. I've always been passionate about the image of social work and how it could improve practice, how it can help our relationship with service users. So there you go. My thanks as always to Alba Digital Media for helping on the technical side of this podcast. Um, You can download it from iTunes, Stitcher, Podfeed, as well as the website itself. Please remember that little response beside each podcast called SpeakPipe, where you just click on it one click and then you can record your own bit of feedback. I would really like more of them. And so thanks ever so much for listening. And uh, another podcast will be out soon. Bye bye.